Hello, Kieran here, and thank you for downloading episode 100 of the Have You Seen podcast. What you're about to hear is the audio of the live video stream we did on Wednesday, the 30th of July on YouTube. Uh, so you're probably going to hear reference to videos and things that you're not going to be able to see, which is a bit of a bummer. But if you want to see them, you need to head over to youtube.com slash podcast, where you can watch the videos and you can also watch the live stream as a whole. So I hope that not being able to see things doesn't dampen your enjoyment too much. And thank you once again for downloading. Looks like we're live. Oh, we're Hello. Oh, hello. Hello, Internet. How are you doing? Um, this is Have You Seen? Episode 100 live on YouTube. Uh, I am Kieran Lafort. That's Tom Webb. Um, As always. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some really <laughs> stupid reason, we decided to do this one live and in video form. Yeah, so you're in for quite an awkward uh, next, well, I don't know how long we're going to go, really. We'll just see play it by ear, I guess. Yes. Um, so what have we got lined up? Well. Go on. Okay, um, <laughs> I pitched Tom Gravity. Look, ah, I pitched Tom <laughs> Gravity. <laughs> this is going to take some getting used to. It is, yeah. uh, last week I pitched, or two weeks ago, I pitched Tom Gravity because uh, we did Extremes with 3D, and he pitched me Drive Angry 3D. Uh, we can say these definitely are the Extremes with 3D. Um, we encourage you to uh, live tweet the show at uh, HYS Podcast. I think yeah, that's, that's right. us, isn't it? Yeah, and exactly. the hashtag is HYS Live. We have iPads and things, and we're monitoring all that kind of stuff. So yeah. if you have anything to say, go for it. The hashtag might actually be HYS100. It's HYS100. <laughs> there we go. We're off to a rocking start already. We are. Should we start with gravity, then? Let's start with gravity. OK. Do you want to recap it, and then we can have a chat about it? Yeah, I could do. Right. So go on. what happens? Where am I looking? <laughs> Look at me. OK. Uh, <laughs> this is why we do it audio, usually. Yeah. Um, so gravity is Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Uh, is an astronaut. She's mm -hmm. on her first mission because yeah. uh, she's more a medical kind of mechanical, electronic scientist type person. Yes. Yes. And she's created a thing that needs to go in a satellite yeah. or the Hubble telescope. Hubble One telescope. Hubble yeah. telescope. Um, and so she and George Clooney are up there fitting this thing, mm -hmm. and everything goes horribly wrong. Yes. Uh, the Russians Very decide they're so. going to blow one of their own satellites out of the sky with a missile, yeah. and the debris hits Bullock and Clooney. Um, and for lack of a better phrase, it all goes to shit. <laughs> it um, much like this live stream. <laughs> good. Good. Um, I saw this in the cinema. It yeah. won multitudes of Oscars for various things. Yeah. Uh, I saw it in the cinema in, in 3D. Um, it, is, it remains the best 3D experience I've ever had in the cinema. Okay. Uh, it took it from what I Even thought... Even more so than Transformers 4. I would say <laughs> so, yes. Uh, it took it from being... Uh, a 2D good space, very good space movie mm -hmm. to uh, a roller coaster in space was, I think, how I described it mm -hmm. before. Um, what do you think? Uh, well, I can. Well, I, I wrote no notes basically. Good. Is that a good? Yeah, thing? it's a very good thing. Okay. Um, because I was just kind of absolutely like sucked into it from the moment it started. Basically, mm -hmm. um, there's only one thing that I don't like about it. Okay. There are some things I don't like about it as well. Okay. All right. Um, well, I think the. Uh, for me, uh, overall, the story was great, the film was great. Mm -hmm. um, I think the performances are really, really good, particularly Sa Sandra Bullock. Cause, mm -hmm. I mean, she oh, it's her show. She's yeah, on she screen pretty much constantly yeah. for 90 yeah. minutes. Um, 
the 3D is, like you say, it is absolutely incredible. It really, I mean, I watched this uh, at home on uh, my 3D TV. Did you put it through your 5.1 system? I did system? put it through the 5.1 system as well. and Because um, that adds a lot. I yeah, think. no, yeah. it does. But it's interesting you say that because it, there's something about the audio that is a thing that I really don't like. Oh, really? And that's the score. Okay. Because it's just it's too much of it. I think the, bit, the bits yeah. for me uh, that are really, really great is when there's no music Mm -hmm. There's no score, and all, all you hear is, like you said la uh, last time out, was the vibrations through the suit or mm. through, uh, or just what they could hear. Mm. And I think the whole movie should have been like that. I don't think there should have been any score at all. I think that would have, because uh, I, I found that it was the score that pulled me out of the situation. Okay. Um, I was on the edge of my seat anyway, but I mm. think I would have been absolutely nail-biting if there had been no score at mm. all, because that, it just didn't need it at all. Really didn't need no, it. No, I think you're, you're probably right. Um, but having said that, the, they say the 3D is absolutely phenomenal, mm. and it really, really does uh, add to the movie. I think mm. um, even from the like the opening shot where you just see the Earth, mm. uh, it, it's just the opening shot stunning. that runs about 19 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like, I mean, I barely noticed any cuts mm. because there were. I did that write many. that was uh, blah, blah, because blah. I mean, you, you, there are 156 shots in the whole movie. I, see, I wouldn't have thought they were that many because mm. I, I just I didn't notice that the, 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 the any kind of mm. actual cuts at all. It, was, it just was flowed so seamlessly, mm. and you you felt like you're in that situation. You get kind of totally pulled in. Even even when uh, he does things like going from an exterior shot to a POV and then kind of back out again, mm. you never at no point do you kind of question. No, it seems like a perfectly logical thing to do. Even yeah. though the first shot goes from space, big view of Earth, yeah. all the way into Sandra Bullock's eye and out again. Yeah, and you do, at no point do you think, well, how can this be a POV yeah. shot? Because, yeah. yeah, it doesn't... Surely she now has a camera wedged in the side <laughs> of her <laughs> exactly, head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, so I thought that was brilliant. And, I mean, the special effects, are, again, are just absolutely amazing. Mm. Because um, I know you were saying that quite a lot of her body is actually CGI. Well, she did. They had they had what they called Sandy's cage, right. which was uh, where Bullock was kind of strapped into this ridiculous thing yeah. and had to do all these choreographed, highly choreographed movements mm. and was kind of thrown around all over the place. Yeah. Um, but then when it came to the v VFX, and she had a space, kind of a space yeah. suit on, then when it came to the VFX, it's replaced most of that and just left her face. Yeah, it's crazy because I mean, you, I mean, you really can't tell. No. I was like, I kind of was looking. You look for the joins, don't yeah, you? Yeah, and you kind of think, well, is she is she actually there right now, or no. is that is that a CGI suit? Because yeah. you know, again, the body movement. Mm. If it, assuming the bits that I think were CGI were CGI, mm. the the body movement as they're kind of bouncing along the satellites and stuff like that, as, as things are mm. kind of all hell breaking loose and everything like that, um, it it just looks so natural and so. I mean, the movement in, t in, in all looks really mm. as you would expect it to within in space, because I guess, you know, the physics are so different. Yeah, and I think that's, that's one of the things I don't like, is when there's a fire in one of the space stations. Right. The zero-G fire looks fake, um, but I think that's part of partly because we don't really know what fire in zero gravity looks like. You don't really want to set one off as an experiment, <laughs> no, do you? That's true, no. There's not an awful lot of reference material. No. I was just trying to think what, what it, I guess... And there's one other thing I don't like, we'll get to that. Okay, fine. I guess um, uh, zero G fire would it would just it would just in a ball expand until the oxygen is gone. I guess. I suppose so. But uh, I, I get and then in a confined space, if that, yeah. that's being moved about by other things, mm. I don't know. It's anyone's guess, really. Like yeah. I say, you don't really want to go and try and test it to find mm. out. No, the only other thing mm. that I don't uh, particularly like mm. is um, sorry, a tweet just came in. Woo! Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only other thing I don't particularly like is the. Um, uh, the Wally bit, 
Oh yes, where oh, she <laughs> uses a fire extinguisher. It's like that was in a really big movie that you must have I seen. Know, yeah. How can you do that again? I did. If I had written notes, I would have written it. That yeah. Point. At least she saw Wally, because that would. <laughs> yeah, because that was the, when she does that. I was just like, mm, okay. It, it, it's perfectly. It, it makes perfect sense for her to do what she does. Hmm. But you're right. It's been done in a in an animated family yes. film, which does it brilliantly well as well. But. Um, yeah, I, it was one of those things. I, the other thing I was thinking about when watching it was that I think if it wasn't astronauts, you'd question whether these people would be able to do all of the things that they do. Yeah, I suppose so. But have you ever like heard any? Have yeah. you heard people like Chris Hadfield mm. interview? Yeah, well, where that's he's what like, I was going to say. They have to train to be everything. Yeah. So like, he has to know how to perform surgery. Yeah. He has to know how to be a plumber. Be a, be a plumber, be an electrician, not yeah. just a, an electrician, like an electrical engineer. Yeah. So you have to be Yeah, so that you have to be able to do all those things. Yeah, and I, I did wonder if because I, I knew I had that reference. So oh. I knew that that was the case, and I wondered if people didn't have that whether they kind of felt they were so I don't know. Hmm. Um, we have had three tweets pop in so far. Uh, Adam Stevens says we missed a trick by not streaming this in 3D. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. We really did. I, can you do that? I think you can do that. Maybe uh, we should think about that. Uh, Mrs. Webb right. uh, says it's our 3D TV, not okay. your 3D right, TV. Fair enough. Uh, and Stuart Allen agrees with you on the score. He says, I don't have it on Blu-ray, but a fantastic fantastic extra would be to watch the film without a score. Yeah, actually, Although that's that might good. piss off the composer. It might do. It might do, but I would definitely do that, I think. Marvellous. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about with uh, mm, Gravity? gravity. Um, I think... I, d I mean, I genuinely did think it was. Should we brilliant. talk about the heavy-handed death and rebirth symbolism, or are we going to leave that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we could actually. Um, okay, there was one bit that will be a massive spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it. There should be a graphic at the bottom of the screen that says yeah. we're spoiling a movie. There might not be. But there might not be. Um, it might, it's just. <laughs> I think it's just <laughs> been activated by the tech team in the corner. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, I think um, there's the bit where she's finally managed to get into the Soyuz escape capsule. <laughs> I have no idea I'm crossing to your shot then, sorry. <coughs> yeah, she gets into the Soyuz space capsule, mm. but can't make it work because the thrusters don't work. Mm. And she's just kind of floating, and she resigns herself to the fact mm. she's going to die. Um, and then George Clooney just suddenly appears, having drifted off earlier, and mm. you assume he's dead. Um, he kind of reappears, gets in, has a chat with her, as if nothing has happened. Uh, and at that point, I was just like, this better be a vision. <laughs> this was, it's probably like, it's the only time I've ever thought in a film, I hope this bit's a dream, mm. because if, it, if he don't, has actually genuinely come back, I will mm. be really annoyed. <laughs> because I was just like, I, I just, I don't want, I thought that would really just completely undermine it. Mm. Um, but thankfully, it was a vision. Well, you'll be, you'll be staggered <coughs> to discover yeah. that apparently Mr. Clooney came up with that himself. Right, that he comes back. That he came back, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. ah, God, follow right. Listening to you and following tweets and all the rest of it Sorry. is difficult. Uh, <laughs> Adam <laughs> Stevens is back. As someone who's collided with a lot of things in zero gravity, I couldn't believe how indestructible Sandra Bullock is. <laughs> yeah, that is true, actually. That, that is one thing that is, it takes a bit of uh, suspension of disbelief. Yes. She does whack some of those satellites pretty hard. She does. But then I guess, it, um, I don't know if you have the. Do you, I, I assume you still would have the same like impact. I don't know. That, because obviously. Would you be? I don't know. I can't. I can't. Work, I don't. I'm not an astrophysicist, so I can't work really? out. The, yeah, I can't work out the, I can't my work out whether that would actually. My illusions of you are shattered. Yeah, I assume it must hurt if you bash into something in zero gravity. I don't see why it wouldn't. But but if you're going at a slower 
speed, although I guess she isn't because they're going 1,000 miles an hour. It, that's just in my I brain. I, I, <laughs> so I'm not going to think about that anymore. I hope that Neil Tyson is following us on Twitter and he can, he <laughs> yeah. can let us know. Please stop cutting to my camera. Into the wide camera. How are you doing? Um, uh, yeah, so I know, I think, uh, yeah, any more, anything more about gravity or? No, not really. Okay. Do you want to talk about anything else with it at all? Or uh, what do you think of the ending, actually? Wait, what's the ending? Oh, that's death and rebirth again, isn't yeah. it? That's that's her. That's her being a little amoeba crawling out of the sea and yeah, growing yeah. legs and becoming, becoming all life <coughs> yeah. again. Yeah, because um, I can't decide if I really like it or if I don't like it. I'm kind of like I'm in an R ring. Yeah, I think that's something I'll decide if when I watch it again. Yeah, I could do without all the schmaltzy stuff. I think. Yeah, but they do let on a bit thick about her daughter dying and all yeah. that kind of stuff, which. But I'm going to insult the continent here. Yeah. Americans need heart in their movies. Right. Yes, that is. Or row. Oscar voters okay, fine, need yeah, heart fine. and struggle in yeah, their movies. Yeah, um, I will absolutely watch this over and over again, at the very least on a technical level. Yeah, mm. um, I, I, I now need to go and buy a copy of the Blu-ray because I don't actually have one. Right. Yeah. Um, um, I want to watch the special features. Yes. You're about. Absolutely. Because I'm, I'm, I steered away from uh, all of the press for this. Mm. I saw the teaser trailer, mm. and then as soon as I saw that, I thought, I don't want to know anything more about this film. And yeah. I just tried to stay that way as best as possible. I, I think I saw a couple of the behind-the-scenes shots mm. over your shoulder when you were working on something, but I didn't, apart from that, there we I, go. I kept it kind of clear, which is good. I'm pleased I did. Definitely one of those movies that is best not knowing anything going in. No. <laughs> which we completely ruined for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm the wrong camera. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we have uh, an email on Gravity from oh, do we? Awesome. Uh, long-time supporter Pete Hammond. Oh, excellent. Uh, who has been bothering us with emails since episode number one. Hello, I Pete. Don't believe, uh, <laughs> um, right. You are now all going to be treated to the wonderful spectacle of a man reading out an email live in camera on YouTube. Ready? And I'm going to be looking at my iPad because I can't. Oh, we don't have a teleprompter and I can't. Anyway. Right. In his usual customary style, Pete says, Hello, chaps. First up, congrats on reaching 100 episodes. So many fall by the wayside, but you lads have made it this far and hopefully will continue. Gravity. I saw this in my local world of cine, the wonderful Huntingdon, in glorious 3D. Ordinarily, I cannot be doing with 3D as it gives me a headache and generally adds nothing to the experience. Plus, I object to the extra cost and having to wear 3D glasses over my usual specs. But for gravity, I made an exception, hoping that they had used the extra dimension to good effect. And by Jove, they did. From the first shot all the way to the end, this film looks and sounds amazing. The 3D and CGI are used properly. You can't see the joins. Oh, brackets. <laughs> uh, and it gives a properly immersive... E Properly immersive experience. I've been distracted by your wife trying to distract me on Twitter. <laughs> right. um, the sound design is also top-notch. I've not been into space, <laughs> but I expect they did their homework and that this is what it would look and sound like. Overall, the presentation is uh, second to none, which is just as well because the rest of it left me cold. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Doing this on purpose. Uh, the rest of it left me cold. Clooney just irritated the living shit out of me. I've loved Sandra Bullock since she appeared with her buttocks in Demolition Man, and she can usually do no wrong. But here, I wanted her to die. <laughs> wow. At the end, I distinctly remember praying for a shark, but when the frog swam across the screen, I thought I'd settle for a big crocodile or piranhas at a push. I just couldn't get on board with the couldn't get on board with the characters at all. Story, fine. The struggle to get home with limited resources after the Russians destroyed their satellite, all very believable. I'm surprised we don't get this kind of thing on the news every other week. But the characters, I just didn't care. It really lost me when Clooney reappeared. Yes, I know it was a dream, but it still enlisted <laughs> an audible, oh, do fuck off, <laughs> for both me and the current Mrs. Hammond. 
Various people said there are some glaring errors and convenient bits, Bullock knowing Russian being handy, but apparently all astronauts and payload specialists need to speak Russian. So fine. Uh, but as I say, I've not been to space and I trust Hollywood implicitly, so I have no quarrel with the tech side. I just didn't like it as a film, just as a demonstration of how 3D should be used. Is there anything I can cut off from this <laughs> email? Um, I think it would lose a lot on standard TV. Um, all that said, I just watched Sharknado on PIC TV. Uh, that's time I won't be getting back. It's Tara Reid I feel sorry for. <laughs> Very disappointed you're not doing Jaws 3D as part of your 3D special. Oh man, we missed a trick with that, didn't we? We did. But I feel we covered a movie of equal merit in Jaws 3D. We did, we did. Um, we've got a couple of tweets actually here. Um, oh. my, my wife's saying that she, she liked it except for the schmaltzy heaven talk. Uh, and also uh, Adam Stevens also saying, trust me, you hit with your full weight plus speed. Floating looks soft, it isn't. So, there how, we go. How many times, Adam Stevens, how many times have you been into space? I, I think it's space? zero. I don't think he has. No, He's making I don't think it he has up. either. Right, shall we move on? Yes, okay. Let's clumsily continue. <laughs> yeah, okay, why not? Um, okay, so over to me, I guess. Drive Angry 3D. Mm. So, like we did, you remember we did Robot and Frank and Transformers, we went sublime to the ridiculous. Yes. Again, this is what we're doing, sublime to the ridiculous. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, gravity, which genuinely is the best use of 3D I think mm. I've ever seen. Um, and then we've got Drive Angry, which isn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, the whole point of Drive Angry is that it is completely stupid, like utterly bonkers, and the 3D is used in the most kind of trashy, in-your-face, absolutely uh, gimmicky way possible. I realise I should be nodding my head and agreeing with you, but I'm trying to stay silent until it's my turn to review. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Um, well, before you do get to review, mm. um, we have a, a little video to play. So when... Um, Kieran watched this, we decided that we'd stick a video up to kind of get his reactions, given that, that it is such a stupid movie, and we know that Kieran loves those so much. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to cut to that VT now. Okay, so it uh, looks like we're having a couple of tech issues, so hopefully we're going to get those resolved. Um, so should we talk about Drive Angry, and then we can see if we can come to the video a bit later? Well, I don't know what I should say about Drive Angry without the video. Okay. Do you um, want me to talk about it a bit more first? Do you want to recount the plot in any way? I'll try to. Um, <laughs> it's one of those movies that has a uh, bizarre... It's, it's not what you think it's going to be. Let's put it that way. Um, it's basically... I thought, when I saw the, the first trailers or whatever, I thought, oh, it's Nicolas Cage, it's muscle cars, it's going to be like Gone in 60 Seconds style thing. And that's kind of what I, I thought it would be. Mm. But it definitely wasn't that at no. all. Um, so Nicolas Cage uh, plays uh, a character who, he's done some bad things, he died, he went to hell, uh, and in hell, what he gets to see over and over again is this maniac who kills his daughter and his son-in-law and kidnaps his granddaughter. Mm -hmm. uh, so Nicolas Cage, being Nicolas Cage, manages to escape from hell, as you would do. Over to my shoulder, down. I can see the shaking head <laughs> really? of our camera supervisor, uh, <laughs> who is a noted Nicholas Cage fan. <laughs> so he manages to escape from hell to hunt down this maniac, get his granddaughter back. Uh, and that's the basic plot, which is just ridiculous in itself. Then we have uh, William Fickner's character, the accountant. Mm -hmm. So his job is to basically just make sure that all the numbers add up in hell and everyone is where they should be. And... Uh, it's his job to come and get Nicolas Cage back. Yes. Uh, so you kind of have Nicolas Cage hunting the maniac, 
and then you have uh, William Fickner hunting Nicolas Cage. Then we add into that Amber Heard, who is um, who is uh, this uh, young girl that Nicolas Cage kind of gets a lift with and uh, kind of tugs to toes along on the on the on the storyline. Really, she kind of yes. kind of well, she's escaping. A, an like abusive, abusive boyfriend, cheating yeah. fiance, I guess. Yeah. So, and then she kind of, kind of tags along and uh, gets kind of embroiled in his his misadventure, really. And mm -hmm. um, that's about it. All I can say in terms of the plot. I don't mm -hmm. know if Tech we can crew? get the video at all. No. Give it a go. Give it a go. We'll give it a go. Buttons are being pressed. Buttons are, are being pressed furiously. furiously being pressed. <laughs> yeah. well, I hope we get to see it. I think it's stream angry <laughs> over in the corner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, is that a thumbs up? No, not a thumbs up. No. Oh, angry gestures. This must be riveting in the live stream. Mm. Absolutely riveting. Um, should we see if we've got any? Oh, we've got tweets. Yeah, well, one. Mrs. Ware bloody loves drive angry. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> Particularly Fickner, because he's amazing. Yes. Apparently. And, uh, oh, then we've got another tweet from Adam. Oh, I've lost it. Oh, I've been in zero gravity 15 times in one afternoon. Didn't grow up, but got a w didn't throw, didn't grow up, that's probably about right. <laughs> didn't throw up, but got a wet face and bruises. Okay. Hello. Hello. We've got no idea what you just saw or heard. No, we have no clue. Um, <laughs> it may have been a black screen. It may have been us. It may have been a video. Um, <coughs> a thumbs up or thumbs down on the chance of that video getting played at all? Oh, right, okay. There were no thumbs <laughs> involved in the gesture I just received. Right, fine, okay. I think we're going to have to just go ahead and okay. listen to what you think about Drive Angry. And Which is we'll exactly what happened in the video. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Um, well, we can put the video up as, a, as an extra afterwards. Maybe we could. We can stick it up on the YouTube channel. Right. My vote is one more try. All okay, right, one we, more we, try. We think we're going to go for one more try. Do you want to try it now? Let's try it now. Okay, we're going to try Thumbs it now. Thumbs being pressed. Ready? Go. We have a lovely still image of the Brilliant. Oh, it's not playing ball with us today, is it? Do you know how easily we could have just done this as a normal audio no, podcast? I know, I know. But hey, we wanted to try it out. It's fine. Fingers crossed. Maybe, maybe we've got some other stuff we can show later. Right. Okay. Are we live? I think we are. Yeah. Hooray, good. Right, so this film is batshit insane. It is, yes. It is. Which is um, partly why I like it. There's <laughs> a still of me looking comatose on the screen. Um, uh, yeah, it's it, it's a hundred percent pure grindhouse. Yeah, absolutely, and it's totally supposed to be. Yeah, and to that end, it got me thinking. I'd love to see what um, Robert Rodriguez would have done with it. That's a that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. That could have been really intriguing, very intriguing, in fact. Hmm. What I particularly like, particularly with the performances, is the fact that. You can see they're, they're they've got a sense of humour about what they're doing, yeah. and they're having a load of fun, but they're playing it straight. They're yeah. not taking it seriously, but they're playing it straight. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Particularly Fickner. Yeah, he is absolutely hands down the best thing yeah, in this film. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Cage is rubbish. <coughs> but yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> what else do you expect? You kind of, I kind of want him to be rubbish in this though. I don't think if he if like he was really amazing in it, I'm not sure it would kind of have the the fun value that it has. Mm. Um, 
Fat Lou, the guy who employs Amber Heard yes. in the diner. Yeah. We last saw him on the show in Cool as Ice. Did we? Yes. Oh, amazing. He's one of the guys <laughs> chasing the father of the girl that Vanilla Rice <laughs> right. sneaks into the bedroom of and I've, I've, I was going to say icebreakers. That's not a good just, phrase. Just <laughs> I, um, I've totally wiped that film from my brain. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it was just hideous. It was better than Redline. It was well, yeah, marginally better than Redline. Um, I noted that women are treated with nothing but respect and dignity in that film. Yeah. It's I think I noted that at the point where Amber Heard punches a naked woman into unconsciousness on her driveway. That's true. I think Amber Heard's character is is okay. Yeah. It's the others that are kind of, you know... She because she's she's always quite she's subjected to a beating or two though she is but it's always uh, it's always by somebody that you know is going to get their comeuppance and you know that you know they're they're the bad guys basically it's yeah. not I mean it's not done gratuitous well I suppose gratuitous is not the right it's not done in a uh, I can't think of the phrase it's when it, when it happens to it, it kind of happens because you know that something bad is going to happen to the person that does it. Mm. It's, the, it's kind of there for a reason. Mm. It's not just there for the sake of being there. Mm. Can we talk about <laughs> laziest shagger in the world, <laughs> right. Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Who has part, part a part of the sex reason. scene and gunfight that's entirely ripped off from Shoot'em Up yeah. and remains pretty much inert throughout. Yes. Yeah. I just part, The only reason I pitched this, I wanted you to watch a, a 3D Nicolas Cage sex scene. That, that, I was just, that, 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 that is either going to send you over the edge or be your favourite film moment ever. Mm. Um, I felt like, I realised what it was at the end. It felt like I was watching an adaptation of a comic book that Nicolas Cage really loves, because he's a massive comic fan, <clears throat> yeah. but nobody else has ever heard of. Yes. Yeah. And it was him being attached to it that got it made. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yes. Yeah. So, I will say that... It's shit. Yes. It's rubbish. Yeah. But it's not bad. No. Does exactly. that make sense? Yeah, abs- I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you can you can just you can sit there and just thoroughly enjoy it because it's so stupid. Yeah. Do you know what? I was actually uh, it struck me while I was sitting there because I don't have a three D TV at home, no. so I had to watch this on Monday night in the yeah, office yeah. on the office three D TV. Yeah. Um, and I was actually quite sad that I was watching it by myself. Like about two yeah, thirds yeah, away, yeah. it's like. I could really do with Five Mates and some pizza. Yeah, absolutely. It's, de- it's definitely the type of movie it mm. is. Um, and I, th- I think also that the th- we should talk about the 3D because yeah. it is just stupid and over the top. Everything's like into the camera and uh, all that From the stuff. menu. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I love <laughs> one of the worst one of the worst things in it and one of the best things in it is the same moment mm. which is when William Fickner's driving this tanker the hydrogen, nitro- tanker. The hydrogen tanker yeah. and it, and it kind of keels over and he just casually steps out of it onto a car that's yeah. nearby and it's and the, the the compositing is just terrible yes. but the 3d is just yes. completely over the top but the whole scene is just so brilliant that silly. hydrogen tanker is awfully <laughs> rendered <laughs> it's, it, it, it's not quite birdemic no but no, it's no not at all sharknado yeah yeah it's quite I, yeah i lo- it's one of those things you kind of end up both loving and hating aspects of it at the same time mm. which yeah I, I really really do enjoy it yes yeah uh yeah, I'm trying to decide if I, uh, I'm trying to decide how if I'm ever going to watch this again, not by myself. No, no, I I agree. It's definitely a, a kind of a group experience. Yes, I have friends. Of, I have friends. Oh, well done. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we've been talking for a while about doing bad movie night, and uh, I might okay. add this to the list. Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, when I, f- I first saw it in three D, uh, mm. sorry, in two D, mm. and I, I really enjoyed it in two D anyway. Mm. Um, but you, when watching it in two D, you can tell. 
Yeah. You can you can see what should be in 3D and you can kind of go, okay, that would be absolutely yeah. 3D insane. really does add an extra layer yes. of insanity. Absolutely, yeah. That's what I mean. It's completely gimmicky. Mm. Um, and, it, and it is only there to make it more stupid. Um, one of my favourite kind of running things is when Nicholas uh, William Fickner flicks his coin yes. and it comes up into the camera and like yes. out of the TV and it comes down as either his FBI badge or whatever yeah, it is yeah. he's trying to do and that kind of stuff is mm. all brilliant, good fun. So yeah, I guess that's Drive Angry. Do you it want is. Um, I'm going to bring back a feature that is, um, I'd say, popular on our <laughs> right. on our audio podcast. Right. Foreign titles. Oh, okay, excellent. Colombia decided that this was hell at the wheel. Right, that's not a bad title. Uh, Brazil was Fury on Wheels. Again, that's got a good title. France went for Hell Driver. Yeah, I like that. It was a wild ride in Serbia. Right. Portugal went for Infernal Destination. And right. Spain, yeah. Blind Fury. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> Brilliant. Blind Fury. Excellent. Sadly not. Uh, a show favourite. Oh, could you imagine if it wasn't Nicolas Cage, it was... Ruger Hauer. Ruger Hauer. Blind. Um, yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> i tell you what this did make me think was... Imagine William Fickner mm. in a movie where he plays kind of that sort of straight-laced guy that he plays in this, mm. but a hitman. Right. right. And then he has to team up with this guy who's not quite as straight-laced as him. Typical kind of buddy cop thing. Right. But it's his dad, played by Christopher Walken. That would be amazing. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I think my brain's just fallen out through my eyes. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I think they'd be brilliant as father and son, Fickner and... and uh, Walken. Although there's probably only about five years separating them. No, there's a lot more, a lot more on that. I don't know. Yeah, there is. I don't know. Okay, so what are we going to do next? Are we going to see if we can get the, well, the video up, or are we going to do something know. else? What do we think, tech team? What do you want? Can we try the drive angry one? Give it a go. Okay. I'm going to Twitter in case it goes horribly wrong. Okay, we'll try the drive angry video one more time. Okay, so it looks like we're back, and you got to see the video. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully you enjoyed it, and you got to finally see what Kieran's reactions were. Um, <laughs> so, as we've talked about it, we can't really do much else. So no. I think, uh, should, we, should we go to the Twitter? There's been some tweets, yes. The uh, Twitter? That's terrible. The Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we are on the Twitter and on my camera. <laughs> right, here we go. Uh, oh, hey, it's Stuart Allen again. In every way, Drive Angry was pretty shit, but I'll be damned if I didn't leave the cinema with a big smile on my face. That sums it up pretty well. Uh, your wife says Amber Heard is gorgeous with two mm. exclamation marks. Okay. So uh, you're in trouble there because <laughs> she's far better looking than you, I'm afraid. <laughs> I know. Uh, and Adam Stevens, uh, who seems to be our most dedicated <laughs> watcher, says the shootout slash in scene. How was the girl enjoying it? He wasn't even um, pumping. <laughs> he, is, he stays completely static. I tell you what we did forget to talk about oh was the, is the way she does enjoy it with the, when he gets cattle prodded. <laughs> I was trying to work out who... Of yeah. the two, got enjoyment out of that. And yeah. I think it might actually have been both of them. I don't know. But that's the, the moment she's supposed to enjoy so, it, isn't it. So, yeah. From Cattle Prod. I'm looking at the wrong camera. <laughs> cattle Prod Orgasms to. Um, uh, Pitchy's time, I guess. So you, you can go first. You're going to make me go first. Absolutely. Right. I was thinking back through our 99 previous episodes. Yeah. Have we done a zombie movie? No. We're going to do a zombie movie. Excellent. Okay, cool. One of the Dead. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, which I found while scrolling through. Tech team have just burst out laughing in the corner. <laughs> I think we might have killed our vision mixer. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should cut to camera four just about now. There we go. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> I, I get the feeling this is the first they're hearing of this film. Yeah. So, uh, I came across this film uh, in 
2010, in, uh, I went and covered Cannes for our company. Yeah. Uh, and this film hadn't been made yet. Right. So I met the writer and director, and he had a big booth set up because it's mm -hmm. financed by all kinds of TV companies and film companies in Cuba, and they put quite a lot of money into it, I yeah. think. Uh, and he had this booth there, and he had these trailers that he'd made, right. uh, and the trailers were really good, very, very funny th right. stuff. And he seemed like a really nice, likable guy, and I was like, I'll remember that movie, remember that movie. Missed it when it came out of the cinema. <laughs> right. Missed it when it came out on DVD. Yeah. Scrolling through Amazon Doesn't Love Film the other day. Right. One of the Dead popped up, so oh, I thought I'd it. watch it. Okay. And I really enjoyed it. Oh, cool. Uh, so, here is the, uh, what's called, the lowdown. Lowdown. As it were. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Wrong camera. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get that eventually, I'm yeah, sure. I know. Yeah. I know. What we need is tally lights. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Right, that's how the professionals do it. Yeah. I'm looking at the wrong camera. <laughs> <laughs> so, Havana. Hello. Hi. Oh, how sorry. you doing? Yeah, yeah. That's right. uh, uh, Havana is being overrun by zombies yeah. and lazy, selfish Juan is forced to take action. Right. So, armed with his trusty oar, I'm going to need to read this, sorry. He teams up with his 20 year old daughter, Camilla. Mm -hmm. His slobby, accident-prone best friend, uh, Lazaro. Lazaro's himbo son, Vladdy California. Right. Uh, Cross-dresser, China, and China's brick shithouse of a boyfriend, Primo, right. who has an unfortunate habit of fainting at the sight of blood. Okay. And they launch a company. Right. Juan of the Dead. Okay. With the slogan, we kill your loved ones. <laughs> uh, they plan to make some money by charging people to take care of their recently zombified relatives. Okay. Right? That sounds just absolutely insane. It is. Good. It's a little bit bonkers, in a good way. Excellent. It's kind of, uh, it's rough around the edges, mm -hmm. but and it lacks polish, but it has everything that I think a low-budget horror comedy needs. Okay. It's inventive, mm -hmm. it's gory, mm -hmm. and it's funny. Okay. Um, and to that end, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. It wears its... It wears its political satire heart on its sleeve, right, okay. let's say. Right. There's lots of talk of the state of Cuba past and present and hopes for the future. Okay. Is, is it as subtle as the North Korean movies we watched? Uh, it is absolutely as subtle <laughs> right, as the North Korean okay, movies fine, we right. watched, uh, but uh, far better made. Okay, cool. Awesome. I remember, I remember you coming back from Cannes and talking about this yes. film then, and, yes. and just at the time thinking, A, that is a great title, yes. and B, you know, I do hope that that movie lives up to the hype that you gave it then, so mm. I will definitely look forward to watching it. I still this. have on my shelf at home uh, uh, a box I was given mm -hmm. by the director, which is kind of splattered in fake blood, and it came right. with some, I think it had some art cards and USB stick and all right. kinds of stuff in that. Yeah, yeah and that sits on my, uh, my shelf of crap. Oh, nice. Uh, at awesome. home, along with my lightsaber and my <laughs> right. wrestling mask. Not my personal wrestling <laughs> no. mask, the, the, the one I have. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, there we go. Juan cool. of the Dead. Awesome. Okay, well, I guess it's my turn now. Yes. But first, um, as people will know, hello, over there. Um, it's your camera. Yeah, I know. Uh, as people know, we tend to put um, pitches to you guys out there on the channel itself. Can I stop you there? What? You say tend to. <laughs> Okay, we don't. <laughs> we try to, and we fail. Quite we got a lot. about six months in between videos. Yeah. I think there's seven up, which is okay. All right. Um, so we've got seven videos up at the moment, and uh, I was planning to put another one up, but we decided, hey, why not include it in the show? So hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, Again. the tech team are going to uh, are going to cue that in now. Okay, I think we're back. Yep. Awesome. Okay, so what was that? Because I haven't seen it. 
Uh, oh, that was <laughs> you haven't seen it. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so that was uh, a, a video picture of Spinal Tap. Oh, good. Yes, because uh, that's something which everybody should see. Yeah, absolutely, because we both love it. So How have you seen Spinal Tap? Quite a lot of people haven't seen it. Oh. I think there's three people in this room who haven't seen it. Oh, well, there we um, go. There's only five people in this room. We both seen it. I know. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, so I guess it's my pitch now. So yes. before um, that, okay, you got a on Twitter. brief return to Twitter. Okay. Adam Stevens can't believe we just had a commercial break. What a bunch of sellouts. Fine. Uh, and uh, Mrs. Webb yeah. says, yes, Tom does have his own music room. Yes. Mm. Well, you know, I like playing musical instruments. It's fun. Anyway, my pitch, because that's yes. the most important thing. Um, I'm going to pitch you probably my favourite film of last year, I think. It's low-budget, independent movie. But having said that, it was written by Peter Morgan, directed by Ron Howard. Oh, Stars Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Bryan. There you go. So I'm going to pitch you Rush. Good. Uh, as people who listen to the show probably know or probably don't know, I don't know. Um, I'm a huge F1 fan. So as soon as I heard that there was going to be a uh, a feature film based on the rivalry between James Hunt and Nicky Lauda, mm -hmm. I was so excited that it was going to be awesome. Uh, and when I heard it was a Peter Morgan script, I was even more excited. Um, we've co we covered Damn United on the yes, show, we didn't did, we? Yes, we did. Yeah. So and despite being about football, which neither of us enjoy, yeah. both of us very much like the Absolutely, United. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so Peter Morgan is really, really good at writing scripts about true stories, uh, but kind of dramatising them in a way so that it, it really works within a film. Mm -hmm. um, he has a tendency to kind of... He doesn't really change things, but he might shuffle them a little bit or get a bit of artistic license, mm -hmm. maybe the odd combined character, that kind of stuff. Um, with Rush, he's been pretty faithful with it. Um, there was a screening ahead of the German Grand Prix for the people that run Formula One mm -hmm. and all of the current drivers and it like was standing ovation good. Uh, and he said, he, uh, Ron Howard said he was more nervous about that screening uh, than he yeah. was screening Apollo 11, no Apollo 13 to the astronauts at NASA. Wow. Um, it's been a resounding success. It's quite Incredible, given that it's pretty low budget. Um, the initial script was written so that it was there was no actual race action in it at all. I think that might have been a mistake. Well, the, actually, I think that works to its advantage because mm. it was written and worked so that the, the, effectively the, the story is a race between the two characters. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I think because then they they got a bit bit more budget than they expected, they were then able to add in the race scenes. Okay. Um, and there aren't actually a whole lot. There's some great race action in there. Um, there's a, a few little bits of CGI where they have to replicate accidents and stuff. Um, a lot of the uh, a lot of those F1 cars are still around uh, and still running. So mm. the owners would often they they would bring them down. And obviously they had all these stunt drivers, but they weren't allowed near the F1 cars. <laughs> and the owners were just like, if, if they're going to race, we're going to race them. Right. And they were like inches apart. Mm. And they're doing a pretty decent speed as well. Um, yeah, so it's about Nicky Lauda and James Hunt. And it kind of culminates with the 1976 World Championship season, which is one of the most epic seasons in Formula One history. Um, you know, we, we've, we've spoken about Senna and Prost in, when we, we've covered the, the Senna documentary, yes. and their rivalry was kind of s similar to that. There was a lot of respect, but a lot of needling. and mm. um, It's very similar in character as well. You've got Nicky Lauda, who's very technical and very methodical, 
and everything he, he works out calculates risk percentages and he, mm. he knows how to set the car up and all of this kind of stuff whereas James Hunt was this legendary playboy uh, you know wore a badge on his t-shirt that says sex the breakfast of champions and you know he was boozing and drinking and mm -hmm. god knows what um, and it's just good to see those kind of characters interact and tell the story of that rivalry the performances from Hemsworth and Brawl are fantastic that Daniel Brawl is uncannily like Nicky Lauda and I reckon once you've watched it jump on YouTube see if you can find a couple of interviews mm -hmm. from Nicky Lauda then and also from James Hunt and you'll see just how good those performances are. When did Nicky Lauda stop racing? He stopped in well he retired and then he came back mm. And because I did, I used to watch F1 in the Nigel Mansell kind yeah, of era. Yeah. So he would he yeah very still been around a bit. He then. finished in '84, I think, off the top okay. of my head. Uh, it might might have been '85. I think it was '84. Okay. Um, or maybe '85. It was around that sort of time. Uh, right. So it would have been when I was first aware of F1, because I definitely remember hearing. Uh, bizarrely enough, I remember hearing James Hunt commentating. On yes, because I remember James Hunt as a commentator. Yeah, with, with and Mike I also Walker. went to school with a kid called James Hunt, which is good. <laughs> right, <one. okay>. yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my, my movie that I'm going to pitch you. Because um, okay. I loved it, I thought it was brilliant. Marvellous. So I think we're done, aren't we? Yeah, okay, so I'm going to turn and face this camera. Oh, creaking. That was a good noise. <laughs> that was my hip. <laughs> it's time for the plugs and thanks. So, uh, what do we want to plug? Our Twitter. Twitter, yeah. right. Shall I do this again? Let's do yeah. this again. Okay, so if you have seen either Rush or Juan of the Dead or both, uh, mm. then you can contact us on Twitter at HYS Podcast. The website is haveyouseen.net. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash haveyouseenpodcast. The email is podcast at haveyouseen.net. And the YouTube channel that you're watching right now is youtube.com slash HYS Podcast. I'm amazed I remembered all of those I off the top too. of my head. I'm completely gobsmacked, to be perfectly honest, because you can never do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got to look at my notes for the next bit, though. Yeah, okay. Uh, we like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly yeah. of new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, particularly of new show tweets. We like uh, correspondence about films we've covered, and we like pitches for films you think we should cover on the show. Yeah. Oh, we also like reviews and ratings on iTunes. I always miss that one. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody who has been watching, and if you're listening mm. to the audio version, everybody who is listening. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Upbeat Productions for mm. uh, not only letting us into the submersible, yeah, there uh, they are. but there they go. <laughs> uh, that is, go back to camera four. Down there, that's Helen Murray, camera supervisor. Uh, Zara Ballantyne Grove is producer slash VT operator, and uh, Robert Leventhal, who is uh, usually just credited as studio slash submersible <laughs> manager, today has been uh, the vision mixer slash director. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't been able to see it, but we presume that all of them, all of them have done a spectacular, <laughs> outstanding job. Yeah, hopefully. The only other person we usually uh, thank is Alexia Marm for his continued technical expertise. Yes. So the thank bizard. you very, very much. The Bizard. Yeah. Um, yeah, a tweet's just appeared on my iPad that says uh, your wife is going to put the kettle on. Excellent. <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> so news. That's, our, that's our, our cue to go. Uh, yes. And we will be talking about Rush and Juan of the Dead on episode 101, mm. I presume, next week sometime. You know what? We missed a trick. We should have done 1984. What? Have you ever seen 1984? Nope. Okay. Maybe we could add that in as an extra movie. We'll talk about this afterwards. All right. Brilliant. Oh, I've, I did a brilliant out and you just ruined it. Sorry. Thanks. That's, that's what usually happens. Yeah. Uh, bye bye. Bye.